You're listening to the Less Stress in Life podcast. Your hosts, Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher, are on a mission to help individuals and organizations manage stress and change. Together, they bring you real conversations, inspirational stories, and strategies to help move you from being stressed to feeling your best. Welcome to 52 Practical Tools for Less Stress in Life. I'm Barb Fletcher, and this is Episode 6. Hi, Deb Timmerman here. We are so thrilled you're joining us today. Our goal is to help tools and strategies that help you have less stress in life, moving from being stressed to being your best. Today, we're going to begin a four-part series on resilience. So... We're going to talk about physical resilience, which is really the body's capacity to adapt to rising challenges, maintain our stamina and strength in the face of, of demands, and actually recover effectively and efficiently. And so we've all had times when we probably just ran out of steam uh, after events and things that were going on. So before we begin our chat today, we would really like for people who are either watching today or listening to the re- this recording to think about what their physical energy level is today. We rate that on a scale of zero to 100. 100 being we're just ready to go and zero is really when we want to pull the covers back up over our heads. So how much physical energy do you have today, Deb? Well, I woke up slow to start, but I have a full battery today. I'm I'm 90%. I would say mine is, is probably 80. It's had a few down days, but I've been getting some solid sleep. So that kind of uh, put me back in the driver's seat. I had a event in your life that naturally would take out a lot of battery reserves. And this week you had some up and down days. And it was interesting because I, you know, we always think that once the event has occurred, then it's like, okay, we, we press the restart and away we go. Um, but that's not really the case. Case in point, you have a day when your energy level is maybe 30 and another day when it might be 80 or 90. And those 30 days are difficult for me to accept because I've probably had days, lots of days that I was going at 110 as opposed to even 100. We don't always look at our bodies as a renewable source of energy. And- maybe using some other descriptors or analogies from our life to talk about battery levels would be helpful. So can you think of some other examples of where we watch a battery versus not watch a battery? Well, the first one that always comes to mind is, is our cell phone battery. It's a, Yesterday, I was wanting to watch curling on my husband's iPad. And when I turned it on, all I could see was a battery with a thin red line and it wasn't working. And it was on a special channel that I was having difficulty getting logged in elsewhere. And so my frustration level went a little high. And I said to him, this thing is not charging properly. I don't know what's wrong with it. 
And I think that happens a little bit uh, sometimes to us. So our phone battery is really um, a good indicator. We, we don't let that get down into the red. Another one that I always enjoy watching is the, um, or maybe I don't enjoy watching it, is the computer. When it gives us that alert that says, you know, we're down to 20% or we're down to 5%. And, you know, it's going to go to sleep which is probably what we should do when our battery gets low. <laughs> but we're not always as uh, helpful with that. I think sometimes we feel like we're going to get all of our recharge from sleep. And that doesn't always happen, does it? No. What drains our physical energy first? Let's talk about those battery drains. Mm -hmm. So those big events like what you just have are hugely draining. But what else? I think when we don't set aside proper time to recharge, when we're in a go, 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 go environment and go until we drop, go to sleep like our computer, um, difficult events are draining and they don't just stop after the event has occurred. We spend time trying to resolve issues and circumstances relationships. I guess one of the things that we sacrifice often is not eating properly. Yeah, so nurses have to have 25 continuing ed credits every two years for licensing, and I did a big nutrition one as it relates to stress over the weekend, eight hours. And I think about when we're not having a lot of time it's easy to reach for things that are prepared or maybe not take as much time refueling our body so that's a it's a big thing did you find that or you're a pretty healthy eater we are one of the things that we did a couple of years ago was we actually bought a tower garden which grows greens that sits right in our kitchen and I, we've found that to be very helpful because it presents a constant cueing for us to remember to eat lettuce. And the lettuce, as it grows, it's undeniable. It, it needs to get eaten. And so for us, that's been, been really, really helpful. So that's a really in-your-face kind of example because it's right there. Stress sometimes isn't in your face, and there's a lot of things that simmer below the surface. How do we know when it's time to plug in and renew our energy stores? It's symptoms or um, challenges that are presenting. So could be that we're more irritable. Could be that we're having conflict with others. Maybe even when we go to sleep, try to sleep, we're unable to. Um, we sit down to do a task and we're not able to focus. Those are some of the examples that occur to me, occur with me when I don't have enough recharge time. Last week, we talked a lot about physical signs of stress and how they show up. And after we got off of our live, Barbara and I started to have a conversation. And she shared with me some of the deeper aspects of what her body was telling her when she was experiencing TMJ. Barb, you shared an example with me about having a meeting with one of the 
ministers, cabinet ministers, with a bite plate in your mouth. Can you share that with us? We become very wrapped up in what's actually happening. And in this situation, I had significant jaw and pain and headaches. And so I was accepting whatever the dentist was offering it as a solution. And so the solution that he presented me with was this, for lack of a better word, hunk of plastic that was in my mouth that I wouldn't be able to chew with and could only drink with a straw. And so as a result, my speech was very, very impaired. And yet I continued to push on. I continued to push. So I had meetings with ministers and nursing homes at the time. And looking back now, I think, oh, my soul, that must have been embarrassing as all get out. But I was just pushing through. How did you miss that? What else was going on in your life at the time that you couldn't cue in to this as being a source of low physical resilience i was in a new job very stressful it was a man's world all of the previous uh, leaders had been men and so i had a lot of determination and grit to ensure that i could prove that a woman could do the job i wasn't a nurse so i was in health field i was a single mother at the time my son had a chronic disease that he developed at two, and I was playing a leadership role in that. I really wasn't taking time to recharge. I was taking that all for granted. I can relate to that because I can think back on times in my life where I've been in a job, and I think I've shared this before, where I actually repeated that same pattern over and over again because I had no idea that the signs that my body was sending me were related to too much on my plate or stress. How do we build physical resilience? How do we move from that place of not having enough energy in a day to recognizing symptoms and then moving beyond? I know we've talked a lot about the A word, awareness, mm -hmm. uh, but beyond that, what else can we do to make sure that we have a full battery for me it's recognizing those things that create ease in my body so if sitting and reading a book creates that ease and and actually is a recharge then i need to do it i in the summer it's digging in the dirt i being down on all fours and actually being connected is a wonderful recharge, going for a walk, preparing something that maybe is your favorite meal. It might not even be the healthiest, but if it brings you ease and joy and you feel good about it, that will add energy to your battery. So it's all of those things. It's nutrition, it's environment, it's exercise, sleep, all of the things that we do unconsciously every single day and so that word awareness back we go again to saying okay so let's just pay attention to what's actually happening 
you know, if I need 10 hours sleep, I'm, I'm blessed that I have that flexibility. And I just go to bed earlier. What about those people who are working crazy jobs right now? Maybe they're one step from stress leave. So Canada has something called stress leave. United mm-hmm. States doesn't have that. We would just burn up our sick time and then probably either quit and go on to another job or mm-hmm. disability leave. What do you do when you feel like you can't take that time or you don't take that time? It doesn't take a lot of time, first of all. I remember I was working with a client earlier today and we've been working together for four weeks. And the first week, you know, she and I were practicing some tools and it took, you know, after 30 seconds, she felt like we'd been practicing forever today I suggested to her that she might want to find 20 minutes and she was not shocked or alarmed and I pointed out to her that her ability to actually sit with 30 seconds a month ago was impossible and so it's a question of just taking tiny steps you know, if it's, if it's a few minutes, but being purposeful with making that decision that you're going to invest in you. And if you need to find time, most of our phones have, have a feature that will provide us feedback as to how much time we're scrolling. And so then it's a choice. Wow, two things to say to that. I noticed that I was using that screen time thing and I noticed that my screen time was creeping up. And so I now have only two times a day that I can go on and check. And we use it for business, but it was getting to the point where it wasn't just for business, it was mindless scrolling. And the second point is a little story about a client who's a a big real estate producer in our area. And she felt like she was really ragged out. She had a lot going on in her life. But when she started measuring her morning battery life, she was at 20%. And those days were racked and stacked, one thing on top of another. So can you imagine being at 20% and expecting 100% out of your body? Didn't happen. And so just as we said, some of the things started to manifest in other issues going on, neck tension, jaw biting, um, lots of extra dental work. So there are often ways that you can sneak this in. And for her, it was every time she came to a traffic light, just hang it to where she was and habit, what we call habit stacking, doing those little things that help you to pay attention to what's going on in your body. Every day throughout the day so that you're not at 20% and crashing and burning and going on stress leave. On the past weekend, we've had all kinds of snow. And so I did some shoveling and, and I was probably more than a year ago, I developed an issue with my neck that I saw a chiropractor weekly for, for an extended period of time. So all right now, no pain. And on the weekend for the very first time in months, I was feeling that tension there. And so I have a neck roll. I went and laid on that. 
I said to my husband, I'm going to book two chiro appointments this week. I'm going to get back on track. I'm not going to let these signals that happen one day last. I'm going to take action. We know that it's not easy when you're on that hamster wheel to actually create that intervention. What I can tell you is it's worth it. I find that I get that time back too. And that was one of the things that my client said. Once she was getting those things in her day, what was working for her was that physical endurance went up, that battery life went up, and the amount of clarity and ability to think clearer also went up. So there was a a good relationship to that. Here's our call to action for this week. All monitor your cell and computer batteries. We want you to start monitoring your battery. So how fully charged are you every morning? Write it down on a post-it note, track it, and then watch what happens when you pay attention. Even if you do nothing else, but take a couple of breaths when you notice that your energy is waning, that's still an intervention. Then we'd like you to look for trends. What days are your energy levels higher? What days are they lower? Is that related to the amount of things that you did? Or is it related to your diet? What is it related to? And then again, zoning in on those physical signs of stress. When they come up, what would you do with that information? Later today, we're going to post a poll about what your energy level is today. And then later in the week, we'll do it again. Um, We'd also like to remind you that we have our monthly masterclass series tomorrow night. And that's one where we're going to take a deeper dive into the heart-brain connection and explore the relationship between stress and emotions, which will be our topic next week. We'll talk more about resilience. Mm Exactly. No, that's, I think we've talked a lot about some real life examples that I think people will be able to relate to. And if all you do for the next week is every time you pick your phone up, you take a breath or pause to create a new level of awareness, you'll be ahead. Until next time. Ta-ta. Less stress in life is possible. If you're new to this kind of thinking and would like to explore what's possible for you, we'd love to connect. You can reach us through our website at lessstressinlife.com. That's lessstressinlife.com.